Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we're to the part here where it says, Give us today our daily bread. Now, there's three things that I see here in in this simple verse of give us today our daily bread. Remember, Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Not necessarily what to pray. And again, it's fine to pray the Lord's Prayer. We pray it every Sunday together as a congregation. But it's designed to show you the elements that you should incorporate in your prayer time. And I hope that as we've, we've been doing this, you've been incorporating some of these truths into your prayer time so that your prayer time can be more uh, effective. But three things I see in this simple verse tonight. Uh, first of all, Jesus is teaching us that God is concerned about our most basic needs. Our daily bread. You know, sometimes it's, it's easy to get the sense that, you know, God is too busy <laughs> to really care about me. Does he really care about the little piddly stuff in my life? And, and the answer, wonderfully, is yes. He is. God is, is not stressed out. He's not taking on more than he can handle. He's not, there's not so many people on the earth that he doesn't know how to deal with it all. God is able to be aware of everything in our lives. As that song that we sang earlier about he knows all the stars in heaven by name. I mean, how do you keep track of that? I I don't know where my underwear is half the time. And he knows where everything is and there's a name for all of them. And Jesus said he knows the very, not only does he know you, he knows the very hairs of your head. In my case, that's not a lot of work anymore. But, uh, but I mean, he, he's so intimately acquainted with you. He's not stressed out. His computer processor is not running at 95% capacity, ready to overheat. God is big enough to handle everything about you. And here's the thing. He really cares. He truly, truly cares. Which, which is amazing. You know, I... Don't always care. (laughs) Aren't you supposed to care? Yeah, I am. (laughs) I'm just telling you my sin, man. I don't always care about every little detail in life. I'm kind of a hand grenade kind of a guy, you know. Just, you know, other people are really into every little tiny detail. I'm just, you know, something happens, we're good. But God really is concerned and he really does care about you. Even, you know, even when you feel your absolute loneliness and you feel like God's a million miles away from you. You know what I'm talking about? We've all been there. You know, when you just feel like nobody cares. God doesn't hear you. God's not aware. God, But he does. In your loneliest hour, he is right there with you. And he cares. That's why Jesus said, ask God for your basic most fundamental needs in life your daily bread and these could be not just physically your the the, the bread that you eat but um, you know the emotional needs that you have uh, whatever challenges that you you're facing in your life he loves you he truly cares about you and and Jesus is encouraging you ask God it's it's so interesting how many times Jesus kept egging people on ask God ask him Go ahead, ask him. Ask him the whole time. He's going, come on, come on, y'all, ask him. What do you need? Ask him about it. You know, nothing's impossible to God. Nothing. He'll, he'll do anything if you come to him in faith. He's always egging people. Ask him, go ahead, ask him. 
Because God delights in moving in people's lives and blessing people's lives. See, the thing is, God won't move in your life if you don't ask him. That's the, that's the kicker. You know what I'm saying? That's wild. God won't move in your life if you don't ask. That's why it's so important to pray. God has certain standards. And even though he loves you passionately, one thing the Bible teaches us that if you don't pray, you ain't getting jack. You need to ask. Even though he knows what you need, the Bible says. He's aware of all of it. Well, why doesn't God, why doesn't God just, if there's a God in heaven, why don't he just fix everything? Because nobody's asking. If there's a God in heaven, why are there wars? How can there's fix? Because people ain't asking. If people will pray, and we're too busy to pray, you know, we got to watch Gilligan's Island reruns and other things in our lives. And, 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 and the less time you have for prayer, the less you will start to experience God in your life. Pray, ask him, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, secondly, uh, this says to me that Jesus is te- teaching us that uh, God wants us to rely on him every day. Give us this day our daily bread. Um, and, and it, it, you know, sometimes we think, well, God just expects us to do everything on our own. Well, there's a lot we have to do, and, and, and that's true. But even in our own work and our labors... Uh, a, a true person of faith is aware that all these things are gifts from God. God makes it possible for me to even have my job, to do, do whatever, I, uh, whatever I'm able to do. All these things come as gifts from God. He wants us to trust Him and rely on Him for even the most basic of needs. And the number three, and the part I want to focus on the most uh, today is, uh, God wants us to focus on today. Today. Give us this day. This day. Give us today our daily bread. As I was thinking about this, um, because, you know, the nature of man is we, we want to try and, you know, get all the days that we can think of all in order. Get everything all figured out ahead of time. And what Jesus is encouraging, you know, focus on today. Focus on today. And, and I was, as I was preparing for this, I was thinking about uh, um, the children of Israel. In the Old Testament, God had called them out of, got, got freed them out of a horrible 400 years of slavery and, and brought them out into uh, the desert on their way to the promised land and did incredible miracles. I mean, just yo mama, hochi mama, holy cow kind of stuff. You know, splitting seas in half and swallowing up stuff and thunder and lightning. And stuff. You know, people always say, you know, why doesn't God do all this kind of cool miracles? Boy, if God would just do these all kind of cool miracles, everybody would believe. No, they don't. That even the children of Israel, for whom God was doing all these things, didn't believe. These guys were always irritating God, I gotta tell you. When you read the, the read Exodus sometime, it's fascinating how these guys could see all these miracles and still whine and bellyache. Where is God? Why didn't God do this? I don't like the way he did this. Da, 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 da. And seeing stuff that you and I would pay big money to see. <laughs> oh, if I could just see it. Oh, if I could just see it, I believe. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. What mean Jack to you? Faith doesn't come from here. It comes from here. Something they had a hard time grasping. But anyway, uh, we read in Exodus, the 16th chapter, where God had finally brought them out of Egypt, and now they're out in the desert. And of course, they get out in the desert, and they're looking around going, there ain't nothing to eat. What are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? You know, how, how could God leave us out here and, and all of a sudden bring us out to the middle of nothing? What are we going to eat out here? They started grumbling and complaining. Said, oh, I wish I wish we just all died by the hand of the Lord. In other words, I wish God would have killed us back there. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? 
Isn't that a positive attitude? I wish I was dead. These, these people were the Eeyores of life. Oh, bother. Oh, bother. Everything's going to be horrible. Everything's going to be awful. But, but, but it'll get worse, I'm sure of it. I know people like that. Good night. This whole nation was like whining and bellyaching about everything. Well, it says that they got up the next morning and there, there was dew everywhere, dew on the ground. And, and we pick it up at verse 14. It says, when the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. And when the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, ¿Qué es eso? You don't know they spoke Spanish. What is it, he says. Because they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is how God is going to take care of you. And this is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an omer, which is their, one of their measuring things. He says, take that much for each person you have in your tent. So the Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much did not have too much. He who gathered little did not have too little. Everybody had an omer, omer for you, omer for me. I don't know what an omer is. but Anyway, each one gathered as much as he needed. And then Moses said to them, now here's the catch guys, don't hang on to this. Don't hang, just take what, what you need. But don't hang on until the next day. Okay, don't hang on until the morning. The next morning. Well, in verse 20 it says, However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. Because they were freaking out. They were worried. Man, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Good night. What are we going to eat? Everything's horrible. It's going to get worse. Wait, wait. There's cornflakes on the ground. Look at this. Let's pick all this stuff up. And let's, let's get it. And let's get lots. Let's hoard as much as we can. Because who knows what's going to be here in the next few days. And we might have to live on this for a while. So they held on to it. They kept part of it till the next morning. But when they got up the next morning and opened up their little jars, it says it was full of maggots and began to smell. It wasn't just maggots, it was smelly maggots. The worst kind of maggots there are. The Bible says so Moses was angry. angry. Moses, he was ticked off at him all the time too. These people drove him nuts. Amazingly, he hung in there with them. It's really fascinating. God at one point, God at one point got so frustrated with these people, he said, Moses, let me just kill them all and start over again. He did. If I were God, I wouldn't even ask. I'd just like, whoops, sorry. Sorry, let's start over. Moses would always stand up for him. No, no, okay, give him another break, give him another break. Anyway, God intentionally wanted these people. This is this was the manna, the Bible says. These thin flakes, this bread, this, this whatever it was. The Bible says uh, it, it, it was it was like a wafer that that tasted uh, like like it had honey in it, kind of sweet, kind of like honey crunches oats or something, you know, <laughs> and uh, and very tasty. And they had this up every day. They got up, and there it was again. There it was. God provided for them each day. And whenever they would get nervous and they would start to hoard and start freaking out. What about tomorrow? What about tomorrow? Then then it wouldn't last. You try to hold the next day, it was all maggoty and icky. icky. Say, well, well, couldn't have God made it last longer? Of course he could. In fact, on the sixth day, he told them gather enough for an extra day. Because on the Sabbath, I just want you to rest, chill out, don't go around picking up cornflakes, it'll be fine. And, and it was fine the next day. But if they held on to the next day, then it was all maggoty and smelly again. Now, God wants, wanted them to just rely on him every day. 
every, and that's, that's hard to do for a lot of people. Because today isn't enough. Feeling secure for today isn't enough. Oh, what about tomorrow? What about next week? What about next month? What about next year? <laughs> and they spend all their time freaking and, and full of fear and worry and planning. And just, they, 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 they ignore today. Chasing tomorrow because of their fears. That's not faith. Jesus is teaching us, pray, ask God, give us this day our daily bread. God, meet my needs for today. Help me today. Help me to walk in in blessings today. What I need for today. That takes faith. Now, you say, are you saying, well, it's not okay to plan for tomorrow? Sure, it is. In fact, the Bible tells us in James, uh, the fourth chapter, he says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Uh, why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. That's, that's your life. But just stop and think about it. Think, how old are you? Just think how old you are. 20 years, 40 years old, 50 years old. How quick did that go? Another 40 Again, another 40, you're pretty much toast. (laughs) Or full of maggots. (laughs) What a terrible thing to say. Anyway. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to the city. All all the stuff. Now he, he didn't condemn that. He said in verse 15, he said, instead you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. So he says, it's okay to plan. It's okay, but you got to remember, you got to trust God's hand in things. God's hand in things. And listen, there are, God has a plan for you. Okay? A lot of times we get mad at God's plan. We get frustrated at God's plan. Even the most inevitable things of life, we get mad and frustrated. Just the reality is this is, this is life. He has a plan. Better to trust his plan. Instead of arguing with him about it and fighting with him about it and being fearful about it. In verse 16 he says, as it is you boast and brag, all such boasting is evil. Now when I think, gee, making plans to go here or there and what we're going to do for the next year doesn't seem like boasting to me. But he says it comes off as boasting to God because you're assuming. If you don't take into uh, the fact of God's will in your life. Again, it's okay to plan, but you always have to put it in the context of, you know, we'll do this God willing. If God will bless us, if the Lord wills, you know. The the reality is none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. I mean, we we could all go tonight. You don't know. You know. So it's careful that we don't uh, just be assumptive with God. Appreciate. uh, Go ahead and plan stuff for tomorrow and all those things. I think that's all that's fine. But you don't want to get so caught up. What what you don't want to do is you don't want to get caught in the trap of ignoring today. Because you're so obsessed about tomorrow. And there's people who they live their whole lives fearful about tomorrow. You know, if if I only had my house paid for, you know, then I could relax. You know, I got I got to get my house paid for because I'm not just, you know I'm worried about this and I'm worried about the economy and everything. Oh, this is going to be horrible. And, you know, I just, just got to get my house paid. If I can get that, you know, and, and they're just they're ignoring their today altogether, living in fear. You know, boy, if I, only my retirement was secure. If I can just get enough money socked away, then, then I can relax. Then I can relax. And, 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 and life passes them. And, and their children pass them. And, and all, their, every, all their opportunities in life get in the shadow because all they do is chasing that one thing because they're so fearful about tomorrow. They, they forget to live today. 
There's a story in Luke, the uh, 12th chapter. Jesus is talking to these guys. He says, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told him this parable. He says, the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what should I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger ones. There I'll store all my grain and my goods. I'll say to myself, finally, finally, finally I can relax. I spent all these years getting everything and getting all this money and all these possessions and trying to get everything just like I need it. And, and you'll, you'll have plenty of good things laid up for many years. And, and all I can uh, sit back and just say, take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. Finally, everything will be great. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then, who will get what you've prepared for yourself? All that will be wasted. Here's a guy who who wasted his todays. Just caught up. He finally hit the jackpot. And he died. The good thing about focusing on today, give us today our daily bread. God, help me to succeed today. Bless me today. Draw me closer to you today. Is it helps you to stop worrying and fretting all the time. Matthew 6 chapter, Jesus said this. He says, I I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air, he said. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? He says, who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I mean, worrying is one of the most absurd things we do. Fretting and just, ooh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And it changes nothing. It does nothing. It accomplishes nothing. But people expect you to worry. Sometimes people get mad at you if you don't worry. Isn't that crazy? I remember when the doctors told uh, Deb and I that she had cancer. And, uh, you know, we go and meet with them and, and for the treatments and stuff. And we're smiling and just, you know, why? Because we got today. We got today, we're trusting God. God's bigger than all this stuff. And, uh, and, and people started chewing us out. One doctor said, you know, y- y'all need to take this more seriously. No, we get it. Dead. Yes. But they get mad at you if you don't worry, if you don't fret. Family members who just chew us, you guys aren't taking this seriously enough. Why? Because we're not calling you and crying our eyes out. <laughs> yeah, that's helpful. What does that do? It does nothing. It accomplishes nothing. Yet we expect it. Sometimes demand it from others. You need to fret. You need to worry. You need to come unglued. He says, why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, he says, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? For the pagans run after all these things. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a pagan temple? I was in a pagan temple here in Green Bay the other day. 
Anybody been in a pagan temple here in Green Bay? Have you seen those at all? I was, I was in a huge pagan temple in Minneapolis a week ago. It's called the Mall of America. <laughs> you haven't been in the pagan temples? You haven't seen those places? All the pagans run in there and it's all real pretty and stuff and they got everything. Just, everybody's <laughs> chasing after this. Like, gotta have that, gotta have that. <laughs> the pagans run after these things. And your heavenly father knows you need them. It's not like God's trying to deny you. But he says, but seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. Chill out. Relax. Give us today our daily bread. All these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Jesus said, each day has enough trouble of its own. It's like, you don't have enough grief today? You got to worry about tomorrow? Seriously. Today was a tough day for me. All kinds of stuff hitting the fan. You have days like that, right? Just like this and then that and then this and that. You know, they're going, oh, gee, mama, this is a long day. I got no time to worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will have enough grief of its own, I'm sure. The trick is to walk in the midst of that happily, trusting God. Because today, Lord, I'm trusting you today. It's important to trust God for today. You know, we say we trust God, but we don't really trust God. You know, God hears you. You know, God can hear you. You wouldn't know that. Let me give you an example. Who, who around here is a handyman? Who, who can fix plumbing problems? Anybody here can fix plumbing problems? Anybody? Boy, it's a good career to go to. Come here. Come here. You didn't know I was going to pull you up here, but come on up here. All right. Apparently you're the only plumber in town here, so <laughs> that's why they charge so much money because nobody else can do it. All right. All right. Now I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a sink. It's leaking. Okay. Yep. Can you fix it? Can you fix it? Can you fix the leaky sink? Sure. Sure you can. Okay. So you're going to, okay. Okay. Stay there. All right. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. My sink is leaking. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, good grief. You know, I'm not, I, I could go for days without any water coming out of there. I could die of thirst in my own house because the thing won't work. Well, is that insulting to him? Hey, he just told me he could fix it. I just asked him to fix it. Can you fix it? He says, yeah. And I walk over here and say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know going to happen. I don't, I don't know if it can get fixed. I don't know. Respect would say to him, thank you, man. Thank you. Hey, you guys, not worry. My sink's going to get fixed. Finally going to get water. It's not going to leak. It's going to be great. Has anything changed yet? No. Has anything happened yet? No, but but he said he's going to fix it. Can you trust him? Sure, I've hired him before. It's great. He always does a great job. See, I have history. I know this guy. I can trust him. He said he's going to fix it. He's going to fix it. I can chill out. It's not fixed right now, but it's going to get fixed. Because he said, that's respect. See, we come to God and we say, oh God, oh God, please help me. Please help me, God. I'm asking to help me. And we say, yes, and God answers. And then, okay, thank you, God. Thank you, God. How you doing? I don't know. It's awful. It's just awful. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. I just... <laughs> he can hear you, you know. You just went to him. And said, God, I trust you. God, help me. I'm putting my trust. And then you come out. I don't know what's going to happen. How are you doing? Oh, terrible. Terrible. I could be dead now. I don't know what's going to happen. 
Good, not give my hand. Sorry to pick on you. <laughs> Might want to grab his card if you have a sink problem. <laughs> trusting God is really trusting Him. Not freaking out and start saying, you know, I, I believe it's going to be okay. Why? Because I asked Him. I can trust Him. I have history with God. He answers my prayers. Has it changed yet? Not yet. Well, aren't you freaking out? No. Aren't you worried? No. Seriously, people look at me like, you know, I come from Mars, you know. When you, when you share with them that you're not freaked out and they expect you to be freaked out. I remember when we first moved to Green Bay, we couldn't sell our house. Kind of like now. We still have a house in Stevens Point. If you want one, let me know. People would come up to me, oh man, you must be so, you must be so bummed out that your house isn't sold. I'll go, No. I'm not in my house all the time. You must be so upset because your house hasn't sold. No. But they would be. They would be freaked out. They would be stressed. They wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Oh, I gotta sell that house. I gotta sell that house. What am I gonna do? I just know it's gonna be we sold the house, people came up to me and said, man, you must be so happy that your house is sold. No. But they would be. They'd be coming unglued. Why? Because all their joy, everything comes from their circumstances. If everything in your life comes from your circumstances, your life is going to stink. Like the maggots in the, in the, in the thing. You know, just ugh. Why don't you trust in, why don't you let circumstances dictate your joy? Because my joy comes from God. From Jesus, I can trust him, I can chill. All I gotta worry about is today. And I started out with the day saying, Lord, help me today. Give me today what I need today to help me to succeed. In Hebrews he says, See to it, brothers, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. The fear of tomorrow will cause you to do foolish things today. The fear of tomorrow will keep you from trusting in God's kindness today. By you expressing all these fears, even after giving your trust to God, is insulting to Him. The fear of tomorrow will keep you from enjoying your family today. The fear of tomorrow will cause you to waste your opportunities of today. Give us this day our daily bread. God, I'm asking you today to help me. Help me to succeed. Bless my family today. We'll have challenges. You can offer up your prayers to God. I need help with this. I need this. Help us today. You know what? A lot of you, if you just take one day at a time, your stress levels would drop dramatically (laughs) instead of trying to figure it all out. In advance. See, you got up this morning and you're not dead. You made it today. It was okay today. Now, tomorrow's a new day. You can trust God tomorrow. So, well, I got such and such happening. Well, trust God. But do it one day. One day at a time. It's a good song. Good message. Don't try and figure it out all. 
in one shot. So my question to you this evening, what are you doing about your relationship with God today? Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer as we start to bring the service to a close. Do you have a relationship with Jesus today? Have you surrendered your heart to him today? No, no, I don't want to do it today. I, uh, you know, a couple of years, you know, or, or you know, I, I'm going to think about it for a while. I, the important is today. What are you going to do today? You may not have it tomorrow. Do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe in the one who knows you, who believes in you? The God that looks at you and in spite of your sins and failures, he sees the best of who you are capable of being do you know this God who loves you so much today I want us all to pray a prayer together as we close this service and if you have never surrendered your heart to Jesus if you'll pray this prayer Jesus will come into your life now I ask everybody to pray it together not that everybody needs to get saved every other day but we just pray it all together so it's comfortable for everyone but if, if this is your first time if you will mean this prayer from the bottom of your heart you can begin a relationship with a loving, caring, awesome, wonderful God today. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I put my trust in you tonight. I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me of my sins. Help me to truly know you pray that prayer for the very first time tonight I got this great little book written by my brother Ed who's also in ministry, it's called Getting Started in Your New Life with Jesus, I just met a guy tonight uh, over by the gas station there, he said I was in church the other day and I got that book and stuff and he was just all lit up, it's so great to see people coming to faith in Jesus for the very first time, anyway it's a great little book it'll answer questions about faith and the Bible and how to get to know God, if you'll stop by the uh, guest registry table right there, just say hey I'd like a free copy of that book and we'll be happy to get that into your hands. It'll be a real blessing to you. Amen. We're going to close the service by taking an offering. Let's have our ushers come down to the front. And then we'll let you go.